0: their speakers, authors and real life rock stars, bringing you life changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. <gasps> Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't
1: it? These go to 11.
0: To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Mensmar. Mhm. Oh, yeah, come on. Huh. Uh. You know Michael Jackson just had hiccups, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. I said you want to be starting something. You got to be starting something. I said you want to be starting something. You got to be
2: starting something. Mm. I pulled the lung. You blew a gasket. I don't know what happened. All that hiccuping.
0: (laughs) Welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on Thoughts That Rock. It's the podcast about exchanging life-changing advice that we like to squeeze into about thirty minutes or so.
2: Yeah, and uh, I'm so glad that we're back together. I know that we were off for a couple days.
0: Together again. Thank okay. Yeah.
2: Hey man, did you notice I was just looking at this that uh, you know, we go in and out of you know different category numbers. Sometimes we're in the top 50. sometimes we're in the top 10 every once in a while. we drop a little bit mm-hmm. below the 200. But you know where we crush it? We are number one in show notes. <laughs> of course <laughs> we are. Doesn't matter the content or who the guests, apparently how our administrative notes look. people Yo, man, other- our show notes are slamming, slamming.
0: You know what I mean? They kill. They're amazing. It's, you know, listen, I, I got to give credit where credit is due. Mr. Detail, Mr. Detail Jim Knight is the master of the show notes. If we mention an ant fart, he has got it researched and tagged Wikipedia. with a link to it about the life of ant farts, uh, you know, in the show notes. So we are number one in show notes. We're proud of that. Um, if nothing else, we can always have that plaque hanging in, in the tinfoil studio. That's right. Here. I
2: don't care what happens with the show. We'll always be number one in that. They can't country.
0: take that away from us. I love it.
2: Mm-mm. Listen, thoughts that rock
0: helps support cannonball kids, cancer, uh, you know, we want to do everything we can to help support their fight for finding treatment options for yeah. kids who've run out of options. We love the fact that they say if they can't find it, they'll fund it. And uh, we will do everything we can to help them in that journey. Check them out at org. Yeah,
2: they are awesome. Yep. Hey, listen, we know how busy you are. Life Super. is coming at you at about a 100 miles an hour. And- <laughs> Just trying to grab those little nuggets of wisdom that could make your life so much better. Yep. You know, they're hard to come by. We totally get that. And it doesn't really even matter what you're doing right now. Nope. You could be, let's say, stocking up breakfast supplies at a Holiday Inn Express. Or snipe hunting. Or maybe you're shopping for midriffs. We just want to be the 30 (laughs) minutes that you've been looking forward to all week. And that's exactly what we're going to do Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. So our guest today is Chris Plue, who's the senior vice president at Webcore Builders, which is a two billion, I say B brand, billion dollar California general contractor. Chris, first off, welcome to Thoughts at Rock.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, man. We're, we're excited about this. And you know, I'm sure people are going to be interested to find out a little bit more about WebCore. And obviously, uh, you know, we're going to have your entire bio in the show notes. So, fans, if, if you're interested, go and take a peek at that. Just a few things, though, I thought I would highlight. Chris is responsible for the self perform division at WebCore, which is really a specialty subcontracting group that performs concrete and drywall and cabinetry work, and I'm sure some other things that I, I probably will forget. But Chris and I met in Key Largo, Florida at a speaking event that I did for an association that he's a part of, the American Society of Concrete Contractors. And I know, Chris, you were also the uh, former president of that association. Is that right? That's correct. So that that's where we uh, where we met, and we just had an opportunity to stay in touch and uh, wanted to get his get his thoughts here so Chris I'm having a problem with my back patio here we go and uh, (laughs) here we go (laughs) I'm can sure you, he's never been asked for personal favors. Can you favor
0: call somebody <laughs> right. who knows
2: what they're doing, please? <laughs> that's right. I know somebody that can help you out. <laughs> yes. Chris won't be doing the work. He'll just be directing. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's what that's a contractor right. does. That's exactly right. So, Chris, thanks again for being on the show. Um, it, you know, Probably from listening to it, you know we, we do things a little bit differently here versus that traditional interview style that that a lot of other podcasts do. We want to get right to the point of sharing some awesome pieces of advice for our fans. So we're going to leave the floor open to you, brother. What What is your thought
1: that rocks my thought that rocks comes from Ralph Waldo Emerson who said what you do speak so loudly I can't hear what you're saying oh yeah love it
0: yeah Where? so how has that been uh, how have you been able to live that
1: out or where has that been most uh, effective in your life So since 2014, we have been working very hard to change our safety culture at WebCore and amongst a larger group of concrete contractors. And it occurred to us as we started working on this that for many of us, for all of us, any leader, no matter how big the team, we many times are like the actor on a stage Uh, in a dark theater where the spotlight is focused on that person. So everyone else on our team is queuing off of our behavior. Mm -hmm. And they, I think human beings are incredibly perceptive as to what makes the leader uh, happy. What makes the leader unhappy? What's important to the leader? Um, All of these things. I have a theory that, if you ask anyone what's important to their boss, everyone will have an answer. Nobody says, eh, you know what, I don't have a clue. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> will have an answer. And and many times it's not because this leader has explicitly told people, these are my priorities, which that would be great if if we all did that. But in the absence of that, I think humans are expert at evaluating what's important to the leader just gauging by their behavior. So it became very important to us that, number one, we understood that, and then we said, well, what behaviors are we doing right now that are working against us that we want to change?
0: Yeah, I I love that. So, you know, what's interesting to me, Chris, is that, let's say, as opposed to a sales culture rather than safety culture, right? So on the sales culture side, you know you you we've all heard sales forgives all right so so you might misbehave a little bit uh you might be doing things that are going against company guidelines here or there but if the volume is there if you're producing then they can over well they can't they overlook a lot of that stuff and it really creates some tension within the culture of an organization but when it comes to safety you can't do that i mean that's like it, 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 there there's so many other ramifications that it's not like, Hey, there's the top salesperson and he or she is, you know, being treated differently or unfairly compared to the rest because they're producing. When it comes to safety culture, you're sort of held to account, right. And every single Well, thing you
1: we, do. we, we have a similar or, or it's not uncommon to have that type of tension where someone who maybe is a highly productive construction leader mm-hmm might not uh, always make the choices around safety that we would like. So we we have been in that um, situation where we say, you know, this is one of our top people, but unless they're willing to make these changes, it's probably not going to work out long term. Yeah. And and so, yeah, and and the thing that we're always conscious of is there's no number of of managers or leaders that we could hire where we could play one-on-one defense with every person on the site to make sure sure that they are uh, doing the right thing yeah. so we want to figure out how could you get them to do the right thing when no one's looking right that that's really the measure that's right
2: yeah, and you are making a great point too. And I know this even goes beyond safety, but there there probably are some industries that will have multiple leaders, multiple managers that are around. But most companies, I think, sort of have this singular person. You made a great point about just being, you know, in a in a spotlight in a dark theater, right? You might be the only one. And everybody looks at that person, they're always watching that person. They that person, whether it's the general manager, the president, the shift leader, whatever it is, they're the the main representation of the brand, right? And it becomes right. lonely, maybe, it becomes daunting at times, mentally exhausting, but to your point, somebody has got to make sure that the culture and the energy and the safety and the successes are absolutely gonna happen. And I've always believed, particularly in my world in in hospitality as my background, all roads lead through to the to whoever the leader is, the manager on that shift or the boss. So you know, they, they're the ones who create all that, and I think you make a great point. There's not enough – you can't have enough leaders watching every little thing. You're hoping, like heck, you yeah, hire the right ones and, you know, interview them and train them and communicate and, and reward them and recognize them and all those things. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're hoping that when you sit back and watch them from a distance, they don't have to be micromanaged and told. They're doing it because you've got the right ones and you've got the right leader.
1: Do you agree with right. that? Right. Yeah, absolutely, and and I'm fortunate that I work with a team of leaders that aren't afraid to tell me when something I'm doing uh, may not, uh, it may be a behavior that's not leading to the end game that I most desire. So, awesome. how have you
0: how have you built that culture? Because that is counterintuitive to yeah, what we is. see in most organizations there, you know, people are scared to death to say anything to somebody higher than them on the, on the totem pole. So how have you developed a culture where people are comfortable with letting you know when sometimes maybe the behavior isn't in alignment with what you're asking?
1: Well, one of the things that uh, we learned along the way, and we've been at this culture change for five years and we've had tremendous success and the, and our uh, injury rates show that we're doing something right, but by the same token, we know that we're not anywhere close to where we want to be uh, in the future. So we still have plenty of work left to do. And your question about, you know, how do you get people to, to speak up um, has a lot to do. We we have learned has a lot to do with how you react when something goes wrong. Mm. So we have worked really, really hard on ourselves to react appropriately when something goes wrong. And when something goes wrong, we really want to find out what was going through people's minds so that we could learn from it and and benefit from it in the future. And we've had multiple situations where we will be working for a client and something will happen and the client will say, I want that person fired. Mm. And, and we will say, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. It, this is the moment. That's the opposite of the message we want to send. This is the moment that if we do our job, we could change that person in a positive way for the rest of their career. They were just reacting to what they thought leadership wanted. So, We we got to look at ourselves and say what messages were we sending that allowed them to make that choice.
0: Yeah, I think that's a huge caveat here, right? I mean, this is it's not just um, it's one thing to profess culture on paper or on video or you know in your company meeting, but. When the rubber hits the road, when something goes wrong, this is really where you can move the needle. And it's in that reaction or that response, we hope, right? We hope they don't react. We hope they thoughtfully respond. And... And I, I guess that's where you're saying you've been able to see the most improvement in, is let's focus on those, on those moments that happen where all the eyes are on us, uh, sort of waiting to see how that, that response is going to come forward. And it's during those moments that you can
1: affect the most change. Mm-hmm. And the more that we continually act consistently in that fashion, uh, people become more and more comfortable bringing up things that they would otherwise not speak about and and for a long time you know our construction sites were like other people's construction sites which what happened on the site stayed on the site yeah and <laughs> and people didn't want to talk about you know the close calls but the more people become comfortable that the leaders really want to know where the defects are in our in our system, because we want to learn from it, the more comfortable they become with sharing those specifics. And you fast forward to today, and we've been at it for five years, and we have a call every two weeks uh, with uh, the leaders from each of the sites where it's pretty much an open forum where those site leaders will basically air the dirty laundry. They're not They're not afraid to say, this is what happened in my site. And, and this is what we learned from it. And this is part of what we think can be done to prevent it in the future. So it's, it's taken us a long time, but it's, it's, it's going in the right direction. Sounds like it. And I want to come back to your thought for a second, Chris, before
2: I do that, though, Brant and I were actually talking about in your bio, um, you're responsible for the self-performed division. What does that mean?
1: So WebCore is a large general contractor that is responsible for the construction of the entire building. And so we do lots and lots of multi-level buildings all over California. But within that general contracting uh, performance, we have 600 to 1,000 hourly co-workers that that do a lot of the work um, with our own forces. So we do the, the concrete work, the drywall work. And all of the finished carpentry with our own forces. So it, it means that not only are we the general contractor, but we're, because we're uh, doing a lot of the work ourselves, we're uh, very immersed in the the building process.
2: That is amazing. It, I honestly thought that part of your quote that was coming out of that bio, because it's it's actually it's a great play on words when it's self-performed. Right? When you're saying, you know, what you do speak so loudly, I can't hear what you say. People have to manage their own behaviors. And again, it's not what you say, right? It's what you do, which is more important. Um, And it reminds me of, I had this great, I think he was probably at that time a district manager or an area vice president at Hard Rock. His name is Jamie Strabino, great, great leader in our company, who every once in a while he would be running shifts. And I don't know, you know, I was a, at that time I was just a host trainer. I'd be running around the floor, but I'd see him own the floor. You know, he was, Guests would even notice to me. They'd see him at the tables talking to people, cleaning up tables. He'd fly over to the expo line to get the food. He'd run to the front and talk to the host to make sure that we were seating appropriately. He was pre-bussing tables, like all of this stuff. And I'd have a a guest every once in a while that would stop me and go, "That's the manager, isn't it? That's the general manager." And and sometimes they'd be shocked that I'd say, "Yeah, he's actually you know two levels above that. He's an area VP." But their point was they couldn't hear a single word he was saying. They could just watch him and see, you know, leadership when you see it. And he was extremely confident in it. And I've been in places before where it's, you know, dead as a doornail and and the building, the, the, the business, regardless of what it is, is, you know, they haven't even been open a year. They're not even out of their honeymoon period. And I blame whoever's running the shift now at that moment. It's their fault for it feeling like that. I've also been in places where it's been open 10, 15, 20 years, and it's buzz. I mean, it is so fun. And if it's a restaurant, the food's hot, the drinks are cold, the music's at the right level, the lighting's perfect, people are high-fiving each other, you know he gets credit? The leader, like you said, it, it's just that all roads lead to that. And again, it's not what you say, it's exactly what you do. So. I mean, I, I love this thought that comes from you, but I actually thought when you were talking about self-perform, it was almost a, uh, we, we will vote people off the island if in fact they didn't <laughs> do the things that they were supposed to be doing in here. But um, yeah, I love it. I just wanted to share my my story of this guy, Jamie Strabino. When I hear your quote, that's who I think of now.
1: Yeah, and I like it. I like your your example uh, because sometimes we say, you know, if you're going to run the car wash, you got to wash a few cars. Yes, mm-hmm. and- <laughs> And sometimes we don't always think that when we're coming out of school, you know, with a big fancy degree, that, you know, we're going to be in management and we don't have to wash a few cars. Yeah. Brant, Chris is still not going to come over and do your drywall, just so you know. He's, he's washed <laughs> you know, a few cars
2: in his day. Okay. In the middle of this renovation, it would be very helpful. <laughs> it would be. He'll give you a number of someone to call. <laughs> well, but, I, I
0: love that. I, you know, I think part, part of, uh, Part of, uh, well, Banding People Together, the, the uh, organization that really sort of I, I was able to cut my teeth and, and um, continue to do just amazing work with what they do and in, in helping organizations Um be basically develop a collaborative culture that produces high-performing employees. That's ultimately the goal. But you know, one of the things that we do at the end of each event is we basically sit around and have the uh, the Festivus errands of grievances, right? Yes. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> you sit around the table and you say, "Here's what I loved about today. Here's what went really well, and here's where shit hit the fan, right?" And so it's like you want to bring those things to the surface because that's how you're going to have have. If you if you truly want a continuous improvement culture, uh, you got to be addressing those things. So it sounds to me, Chris, like that's sort of the same. You, you, you've created enough trust within the organization where people can actually share their concerns and you can actually learn from them rather than just celebrating your successes.
1: Yeah. Uh, in your example, I think it points out one of the things that we're still trying to do, which is you're talking about the... The post shift debrief. Yes, and yep. and you would you would be challenged to find any sports team that after the final go- gun goes off, they all race to their cars to get home quickly. But but in a lot of our professions, that's what happens. Exactly right. That we don't have the the post shift debrief. So we're working on that. And then the other thing that we found that we're still working on is if we can accurately express you know the behavior that we are looking for and we hold ourselves accountable so that we show up and and walk the talk the next piece is to catch people doing it right and use the positive recognition and the the more we learn about it uh, we come to believe that that there's actually biological things that happen within all of us when we're recognized for positive performance, you know, things that happen in our brain. And, and, and we're challenged as leaders to, to stay focused on the vital few behaviors that we want to positively reinforce. Any of us could go to a job site or a workplace, many of us, and, we could spot ten things that we don't like. But that that's really not helpful to the people that are there. That's right. To just give them a laundry list of the things we don't like. It's more powerful if we could figure out to be very explicit about you know the, the vital things that we want to see and then positively reinforce those over and over and Mm -hmm. over.
0: Chris, how can people stay in touch with you?
1: Right, that's a good question because I am not... I am not out there on social media. So
0: that is, uh, can I just tell you that that makes me like you even it's, that it's much pretty more? Refreshing.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's refreshing. He's, yeah. he's an yeah. enigma. Yes. I think, I think you can give my cell number. How's that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs>
0: that is literally living that. I love it that you're not being forced into the garbage like the rest of us. Right. Um, and, uh, so let me ask this. If people are really interested in WebCore and what you guys are doing, um, should we send them to your website? What's the best way people can really take a look at what you guys do?
1: Yeah, I think you can get get a hold of us through the website. That is probably the best way.
2: Fantastic. Perfect. Perfect. Fantastic. Don't don't put yourself on out
1: there. People are just going to want drywall help. That's they're, right. They're and, want we're, no, and we're happy to share because <laughs> uh, although contracting may be a competitive business, uh, on the safety side, none of what we're doing is proprietary and and we want to share it.
2: Fantastic.
1: Actually, yeah. I, I will say
2: this: being uh, down there with uh, ASCC, um, you know, the contracting contractors, that is something that I noticed right away. There were definitely everybody in that room could be considered competitors, and, and probably were. I didn't feel that. I felt like you guys were all about yeah. sharing and caring, and maybe it was more on the safety side. But
1: no, it's true. It's 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 that it's special to that organization. So we have people that come to that organization, and they say. This is unique, you know, I'm in lots of organizations, but there's something about this organization that's special. And that is what is special about the American Society of Concrete Contractors. It's the, I call it the secret sauce, is that I can can find somebody there that does exactly what I do in another market in Chicago or New York. Or a place that I'm not doing business. Yeah. And and they will they will share with me. They will be open book. They will tell me everything I need to know and vice versa. Yeah. That's
2: so awesome.
1: it's, it's really a beautiful thing if you can have people like that that you can call. Because, you know, all these challenges that we all run into, they're not unique to us. Somebody else has gone down this path before. It's just finding that person, and, and this association is a way to do that.
2: Yeah, well, I felt it, I can tell you, and it was great to to meet you in person. And uh, we can't thank you enough for, for agreeing, one, to be on the show and, and sharing a thought here. And uh, we look forward to just keeping an eye on your journey. But thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're the
2: best, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Chris.
1: Rock. All on. right, take care